Section 5 of Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 19, March 9, 1880. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 19, March 9, 1880. Hetty, by Mrs. W. J. Hayes. They were all in the sitting-room. Matilda Ann was trimming a bonnet to wear to the concert which was to take place that very evening in the town hall, and the roses did look so pretty that Hetty wished she was grown up enough to have someone come for her in a brand-new buggy and take her to a concert. But where was the use of wishing? Everyone told her she must not be too childish, and then everyone said she mustn't think herself a young woman and want long gowns and trains and big braids and puffs, that there was time enough yet. She wondered what time enough meant. It seemed to her as if it must be the time of freedom, and certainly that was a long way off. Jen was sewing strips of woolen cloth together for the big balls that were to make carpet, and their mother was darning stockings, and they were all talking about the school teacher who had lately come to the little brown house next to the district school. Jane said she was hitty-titty, Mother said she didn't like to see so many fur belows, and Matilda Ann criticized her manner of wearing her hair. So Hetty ventured to say, I don't think it matters much what she wears or how she looks if she can teach the children. Yes, said the mother, it does matter, for children need a good example. Of course she ought to be neat, said Hetty. Yes, and simple, and not be sticky on jewelry every day. For that matter, Aunt Maria says people in the city wear diamonds when they go to market. That does not make it any more sensible. Fools are to be found everywhere. But, Mother, Miss Martin isn't a fool. She is very nice. I think you would like her. Perhaps so, said the mother, somewhat doubtfully, adding, She had on a flounce skirt the last time I saw her. It takes a great deal of time to do them up nicely. Only rich folk ought to wear them. Suppose someone gave her her fine clothes, said Hetty. Not very likely, but that would make it a little better. Hetty went out to take a swing under the elm tree, wondering why big people couldn't find something better to talk about than what other people wore. Then Jane spoke up. Hetty always hates to hear others spoken of when they can't take their own part. She's a good little thing, anyhow, said Matilda Ann, who was standing before the looking-glass in high good humor with the new bonnet on, and turning her head from side to side, so that she could better survey the trimmings. Well, said Mrs. Hall, you've stood there long enough, Matilda Ann. I never did see such an amazing amount of vanity as there is nowadays. Oh, mother, I dare say you were just as silly when you were young, said Jane. No, said the mother severely, I never was given to fineries. My heart was set on higher things. I don't see, then, how father ever got the chance to do any courting. Jane, said Miss Hall, Jebediah Hall would never have married me if I had been like the girls of the present day, who scorned to churn and to wash and to do housework of any sort. He respected a woman who could make her family comfortable. But the courting, did he ever talk nonsense, mother? The courting was over in short meter, I can tell you. Nonsense? No, there was no nonsense about him. Well, well, it's a long time ago. She arose and went into the kitchen. The table was set for tea, and the biscuits were ready for the oven. She went to the cellar to skim the cream and found a large bowl of custard 
had been left over from the dinner there was more than would be eaten on their own table what would she do with it pretty soon hetty heard her mother calling her hetty hetty she ran in quickly from the garden how would you like to take some of this custard to miss martin splendid said hetty but mother she said hesitating i thought you didn't like her pshaw child i didn't say so i said i didn't approve of too much dress get your hat and a tin pail here and she poured out the custard now go and mind you come home in time for tea it was a level road and the afternoon a pleasant one late in the fall hetty could not chase the squirrels for fear of upsetting her pail neither could she pick berries for they were all gone and so she trudged on silently wishing she were as old as matilda ann so that she might go to the concert as she passed a lot which was covered with stubble a boy appeared leaning over the fence he was a big fellow and the son of an old neighbor and hetty liked him but there were people who said he was mischievous and told tales on him which perhaps made him somewhat shy he nodded pleasantly enough to her however and, and asked her where she was going down to miss martin's was hetty's reply i say hetty said jim do you think miss martin thought it was me who tried to frighten her the other night no said hetty well i was afraid she did give a dog a bad name you know and he never gets rid of it but jim you don't mean to speak of yourself that way said hetty yes i do people believe anything of me and i half the time get the credit of doing things that never came into my head i only heard a little about miss martin's fright someone chased her i believe yes sam tompkins made believe he was a tramp and scared her most out of her wits he ought to have been shot i licked him when i heard he had tried to make out it was me who did it and i'll lick him again too oh don't jim you had better forget all about it indeed i won't i mean to make him repent it see here hetty i've got some tickets for the concert don't you want to go don't i said hetty i guess i do but i can't you know why not oh i'm not big enough yet said hetty blushing now i'll tell you what i'll do if you will ask miss martin to go i'll take you both for you see i want to be sure that she doesn't hold any ill will against me and if she goes all the people hereabouts will know that i was not the mean sneaking coward who tried to frighten her all right said hetty i understand i will go on now as fast as i can and coax miss martin to go let me know what she says when you come back and i'll get the horse hitch for father said he'd let me have the wagon i will said hetty already hastening on her way the teacher was sitting in rather a lonely and dejected mood at her window as hetty's bright face appeared before her she was a young girl with soft brown eyes and a patient expression it was her first experience at district school teaching and she found it laborious hetty soon told her errand and in her eagerness so mixed up the concert and the custard and matilda ann's new bonnet that miss martin was bewildered but after a while made out what it all meant so james stokes wants me to go to the concert yes ma'am and me too have you permission i'll get it miss martin i'm sure mother'll say yes and i shan't tell anyone but her i want to surprise matilda ann and i will get ready and come here so that jim stokes needn't go to our house please thank your mother kindly hetty for the custard it is so nice and tell james i shall be happy to go i knew he was not the one who frightened me away hetty flew as fast as possible to arrange the matter at home 
mrs hall could not say no and hetty soon exchanged her everyday clothes for her best gown and ribbons the town hall was crowded and hetty heard someone in a pink bonnet say why there's our hetty how did the child get here then she turned her smiling face upon matilda ann in triumph when the concert was half over and the singers were taking a rest a very grand person came to miss martin and said how do you do my dear amy i'm so glad to see you and who is this little friend with you then the teacher spoke very kindly of hetty as one of her best pupils and jim was also introduced and the grand-looking lady said some very pleasant things to them who is that whispered hetty it is my aunt replied miss martin the one who gives me so many pretty things she would like me to live with her but i prefer to maintain myself i could never dress half so tastefully if she did not give me such nice clothes oh said hetty much pleased to hear this confirmation of her own charitable supposition may i tell mother about it she asked certainly said miss martin i wish you would for i don't want to be thought extravagant from that time miss martin had no stauncher friends than jim and hetty and one day jim's big brother led her up the aisle of the village church as a bride there were two young people behind her in white gloves and ribbons who looked almost as bright and happy as the chief actors of the day end of section five